have greatness within you. You have the ability to do more than you can ever begin to imagine. See, I believe that anybody through observation and practice can perform at the level of excellence. But when you're pursuing your greatness, this is worth writing down, you don't know what your limits are and you act like you don't have any. So I say to you, you have something special. You have greatness within you. And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, and let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and coming up on the show, we're going to revisit that age-old topic that's been ongoing for like a year and a half now. It just won't seem to go away because every day there's something new that comes out of what we're going to be talking about. And that is, that's right, the pandemic. So Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure most of you by now have heard about it. So Aaron Rodgers came out and said he tested positive for COVID. Not too unusual because a lot of people have come down with COVID. In fact, I think there's been close to 46 million, we'll get to the stats in a minute, but close to 46, if not almost 47 million cases of COVID in the United States. But what makes Aaron Rodgers' case a little different is that back in August, Aaron Rodgers said he was immunized. Okay. A lot of breakthrough cases, a lot of people with the vaccination, whether it was Johnson & Johnson's one shot or Pfizer or Moderno's two shot, they got COVID too. So there have been breakthrough cases, right? So let's first take a stroll down memory lane. Let's jump in our DeLorean. Let's fire up that flux capacitor. Here's what Aaron Rodgers said back in August of 2021. Yeah, I've been immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league, and a lot of guys who have made statements and I made statements, owners who made statements. Um, you know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys who have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. Um, so it's, it's an interesting issue that I think we're going to see played out the entire season. So there in the, uh, preseason conference or a preseason conference probably wasn't the, maybe it was the preseason conference talking about media day, but he talked about someone asked him if he was vaccinated, what his immunization status was, which first off. If you're asking people if they're vaccinated, that's quite rude because your need to know doesn't usurp their right to privacy. So if you're asking, you shouldn't. It's none of your business, okay? Especially if you're just people walking on the street or even coworkers of that. And I know people are going to disagree with me, but it is. People don't come up to you and ask you personal things about your health history. That's why we have privacy laws. That's why people, when they work for companies, 
Sometimes when something happens, they can't divulge the information because that would be wrong, violating privacy laws. There's a reason for that, okay? And we'll get to an example coming up in a moment or in a little bit. But anyway, so he was asked, and as an athlete, you know, it's one of those questions that people ask, and athletes will respond either yes, no, or some other fashion of an answer to try to appease the reporters because, after all, it's the reporters that are driving this, the news driving this. And so back then, he said he was immunized and had the vaccine. Okay. Well, part of it was, he said, because there was a witch hunt. There were people out trying to find people that weren't vaccinated, which is true. And so he wanted to not deal with it, so he just said he was. Now, how did this all come out? Well, he got COVID. And so on a show, I think he went on Seth Rogen, and he's been on a few shows, he announced that he had COVID. And so then he made the revelation that he had not gotten the vaccine. And so now that just spun everything into another world, another universe, because it was no longer a breakthrough case. It was a case of an NFL quarterback. Some would say lied. Well, he did. didn't tell the truth. His reasons are his own. But, yeah, he said he was immunized. Then he wasn't. Now, there's two competing things going on here. One, there's the public perception that Aaron Rodgers was vaccinated and therefore was going about his season as a vaccinated player, whatever that might be. I guess some of the protocol was if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask or social distance in the in the offices and in meetings and during the camps and practices and stuff. And if you are vaccinated or if you're not vaccinated, then you had to like wear a mask while you're indoors, be kind of distant from teammates and stuff. And so there's, I guess, protocols going on in the NFL. And so one thing that's going on is the public perspective that, Aaron Rodgers was vaccinated and therefore abiding by the vaccinated rules of the NFL, whatever that might be, or whatever that means. And then there's the reality, supposedly, that he was leading his NFL life according to the unvaccinated rules and regulations. I'm not there, so I don't know. But those are the two competing things going on. So he told the public to get them off his back, one thing. And in reality, he was living another thing. Happens all the time. Now, in this heightened world of COVID, that's, you know, a big no-no because COVID and unvaccinations and unvaccinated people are the worst evil you can possibly have in the United States right now, above and beyond anything. And I'll give you a demonstration and an example coming up. But so here's Aaron Rodgers again. So we heard him in his own words, August of this year, 2021, saying that he was vaccinated. But here he is on uh, now come out and said he had COVID and that he was not vaccinated. And so then this is what he had to say about vaccinations, COVID, the whole thing on a uh, talk show. One of the talk shows, one of the many talk shows that he has done uh, since announcing he had COVID. If the vaccine is so great, then how come people are still getting COVID and spreading COVID and unfortunately dying from COVID? Like, if the vaccine is so safe, then how come the manufacturers of the vaccine have full immunity? 
So let's just step back and realize, like, this vaccine is revolutionary, the things that they're doing. However, we don't know a whole lot about it. And to just say that it's a blanket for all that ails you, in my opinion, is wrong and reckless. And for the media out there taking shots at me, like, you don't know my story, now you do. So quit lying about me. And personal health decisions, in my opinion, should be private. And they shouldn't have to be, like, gone through the ringer and over-scrutinized by, you know, people who are just pushing their own type of propaganda on the people and, and ideals. You want to have a conversation about it? I'm more than willing to have a conversation about it. But bodily autonomy is a right. And the shaming and the outing that, you know, people seem to get off on so much of finding these people who, you know, oh, my God, can you believe these crackpots who are not vaccinated? Everybody has their own story. Now, there is a lot of truth behind what he says. There is the witch hunt out there. Unvaccinated are the evils of the world. These quackpots, crackpots, as he calls them. Maybe you're quacked because you don't believe in the science, and maybe you're cracked because you don't get it done. But there's a lot of validity in what he said, okay? So let's just take a a look. I don't want to bore you with statistics, but let's take a look real quick, okay? Some updated stuff. Because here's the other thing I don't understand. We are maybe a year, almost two years into this thing, and nothing has changed. Nothing has changed from the get-go. People really don't know how this thing transmits, how you get it. Can you honestly sit there and tell me? I know many people that have gotten COVID. They don't know how they got it. Well, how about all these people that are vaccinated? How have they gotten it? Why are they getting it? What's the point behind a vaccination if you can still get it? Well, let's let's explore those uh, issues real quick. Okay, first of all, if uh, you get the vaccine, there is a risk for side effects. We all know that. And so a million-dollar player like Aaron Rodgers, is it worth the risk? I mean, he could be that one that gets the vaccine and something horrible goes wrong. Myocarditis, thrombosis, Julian Barr's syndrome, where your own body's immune system starts to damage and attack nerves in your own body. Anaphylaxis, blood clots. I know a few people, I know three people specifically that are suffering, still suffering months later with myocarditis after getting vaccinated. One person had two shots. The other person had one shot. It was like the first dose. And they're still dealing with issues. One was in ICU for a long time. Okay. There have been 9,367 deaths from the vaccine. Okay. That comes out to about 0.0022%. Very low. Yeah, very good. Very low. But still, 9,000 lives have been lost. Okay. Now with... COVID, there has been 46,613,210 cases with about 755,000 deaths, a death rate of 0.016, still very low. So is it worth something? If you're going to survive something with an over 99% chance of survival, is it worth the risk to have any number of side effects that might prevent you from competing and making millions of dollars? I mean, that's a valid question. Maybe to you and I, maybe we're working just, you know, kind of average Joe jobs and making a, a wage 
or salary. Maybe it's still a good salary, but it's not in the millions of dollars. It's not with the endorsements that come with someone like Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of tennis players on the tennis circuit. They don't want to get vaccinated because they're afraid they could be the one. They could be the one that gets the side effects that ends their career. There was a guy, a tennis, uh, I mean, a golf player from Tennessee State University at the beginning of the year, his senior year, very prominent golfer. John uh, Strokes, I think, was his name. And he had the vaccine, and it cost him his senior year. And he's still battling. Now, you might say, oh, that's just a college kid, and it's just a golfer. Well, is he just a college kid? Is he just a golfer? Or is he somebody that was so prominent or, or could possibly have been a prominent golfer down the road who lost out on his career? Well, we'll never know. But from Aaron Rodgers' perspective or any number of people that don't want to get vaccinated, isn't that a legitimate choice because they have the opportunity to play in the NFL or maybe play in the NBA? I know there's a couple NBA players that don't want to get vaccinated. They might be the one. They might be the one that has the side effect that costs them their career, their dream. Would you risk it? Maybe you would. But for these guys, it's not. And it is a personal choice. So you have these really small, 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 less than 1%, less than 0.1% that we're dealing with. And that's what it's been the whole time. We've been dealing with small numbers. One death is too many, but in reality, the realities of life, that's what we're dealing with. And yet we're treating this as if it is the worst thing ever to come out. Remember when Ebola, a couple years ago, was running through Africa and doctors were going there to help out? And then when they came back, the government asked them to self-isolate to make sure they weren't bringing Ebola back and these doctors didn't want to? And nobody really seemed to care. And Ebola is pretty contagious. And that wipes out a lot of people. And so what are we doing? Why hasn't things changed? Why aren't people investigating as to how it spreads? What can we do to stop it? Okay, so a vaccine... You know about clinical trials. It takes some time. You start out with a group of people that have volunteered to take a vaccine. And then you see what works, what doesn't work about it. Oh, there's blood clots happening. Let's go and readjust. Oh, there's some heart issues. Let's go back and readjust. And then eventually you move to a phase two because you think you got things pretty well figured out and pretty effective. And then that works. And you go to phase three and then it launches on the market. It does take some years. It does. But here we went from nothing, a disease that nobody supposedly knew about, that never before was on the face of the earth, to within a few months, we had a vaccine that now they just want to pour on everybody. And you know, a majority of the deaths that have come from COVID are 50 plus. So if you're 50 years and older, you have a higher rate of dying. Under 50, not so much. But yet we're treating everything one size fits all. And like Aaron Rodgers says, we've talked about that on the show. There isn't a one size fits all solution to a lot of things, to many things. In fact, to almost everything, there's no one size fits all. And yet that's what they've been trying to do to us. What about natural immunity? I mean, if you had the chicken pox, would you get the chicken pox vaccine? Probably not. So according to the science, why would you need a uh, vaccine for something you already had? It doesn't make sense. And no one 
can sit there and tell us the sense about it. Why it makes sense that we should. All they do is say, oh, you need to do it. And again, you got to keep in mind that there are people making billions, if not gazillions of dollars off of this thing. So that's out there too. People want to make money. We know America is full of greed. The love of money, the root of all evil, we know that. America is one of the greediest countries. It might be one of the greatest countries, but it definitely is one of the greediest countries. And there are a lot of people out there willing to do some things to make the almighty buck. And that includes pharmaceuticals. And we know that big pharma will do things to whatever it might be to keep that money rolling in. So we have to be careful. So when we're dealing with something like this, and you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who could risk losing millions of dollars over something that might cost him his career, might cost him his life, does it make sense? Because he got COVID and he's going to survive. Because over 99 point whatever percent do survive especially if you're under 50 and he's healthy and he's an athlete. Think about it. It started out with, okay, we have something here in this world that we're uncertain about. And a lot of people thought it was going to be a very bad thing. And it is a very bad thing, but there are estimations of like 2 million people dying, especially in the United States. There were some studies that came out of Ivy League schools. So initially it was, okay, let's lock everybody down. Then it was like, everybody has to wear a mask. We've been wearing a mask and yet COVID is still around. Then let's get everybody vaccinated, vaccinations, and boosters. Now we're into boosters. See, that's where the whole clinical trials comes in. You do a vaccination, or you get a vaccine, and you try it out, and then you make some adjustments. Well, you're living this clinical trial, so you're getting the vaccine in the initial shot, and then the booster is coming next, and that's the alternate. They say there's all these variants. Well, there's always going to be a variant. Because they say there's a variant. Do we know? I don't know. And I don't really trust a lot of what's coming out of the CDC, the WHO, and other places. I don't trust it. Trust has to be earned. And this whole thing became political from the get-go. So I'm, none of this, no trust has been earned. I'm not just voluntarily giving my trust to somebody. Are you kidding me? Especially with something like this? No way. And so... It's the same thing over and over. We have to wear a mask. We have to social distance. And again, we're finding out that some of these numbers, like six feet, that was just arbitrary. Somebody just threw that number out there, and they said, okay, if you don't believe me, do your research. Anything about this, do your own research. Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to somebody on TV. Do your own research. Find out for yourself. Knowledge is power. And then you can decide what's best for you. And that's what should come down to from the beginning. Okay, here's an example. So California right now has, or at least Los Angeles, has implemented some of the strictest vaccine-proof laws, restrictions, policies in order to go into restaurants, bars, clubs, the whole thing. Okay, If you want to exist in L.A., you basically need a vaccine card, proof that you've got the vaccine. So I was talking to somebody recently that had COVID in 2020 and had it really bad, was in the ICU, survived lost some lung capacity, but survived. Then decided to get the shot, the first dose. Ended up back in the ICU. Terrible thing. Doctors recommended, in fact, the doctor said, if you get the second shot and complete the vaccination, you might not survive. That's how bad it was. So how is somebody like that supposed to get vaccinated have a vaccination card and survive in a place like L.A. It's unfair. 
Because in order to get vaccinated, you need two shots to prove you're fully vaccinated. But that second shot could kill her. So what do you do? See, not one size fits all. You have to look at this. But see, it's the fear behind it that's driving it. I read an article where I... uh, a spa owner or somebody working at a spa was so glad that this was coming in because they felt more safe. You felt more safe because people are carrying around a card. But yet people with COVID are still getting sick. Now criticism, and we'll touch on that in a minute, but criticism over Aaron Rodgers has come from all over the place. Okay. So you've had people like uh, Terry Bradshaw. If you watch the NFL pregame shows on Fox, you'll see Terry Bradshaw. He uh, won four Super Bowls with the Steelers. He was an NFL quarterback. You had uh, recently Howard Stern making headlines, you know, ratting and raving, saying that, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers should be out of the NFL, whatever. This comes from a guy that's exploited women all his life. And then you have Shannon Sharp, okay? So Shannon Sharp, again, he's on some TV show. He's a Hall of Fame tight end. He used to play for the Broncos in the NFL. So this is uh, Shannon Sharp, his response to Aaron Rodgers. And I've heard a lot of conversation. They said Aaron Rodgers was disingenuous. Aaron Rodgers was loose with the truth. Uh, he didn't, he misspoke the truth. Uh, alternatives, this and that. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers lied. He said he was immunized. The CDC de- defines immunization as having the vaccine introduced into your body to treat a specific disease. Mm-hmm. So he said he was immunized, saying that he was vaccinated. That's what immunization means. First of all, Aaron Rodgers playing in the NFL does not affect Shannon Sharp's life one bit. It's not like Shannon Sharp's playing in the NFL and is exposed to anything. Shannon Sharp sits in a studio and rants and raves about everything. Okay. Now, it's unlike Magic Johnson, who actually got to play in the NBA while HIV positive, a situation that a lot of people are uncertain about. But nobody, nobody has that much concern about then as they do now. It's quite interesting. You know, in California, they reduced from a felony to a misdemeanor. If you have HIV and let's say you're with a partner and they don't know you do and you unknow and you purposely give them HIV it's only a misdemeanor but if you carry around a fake covid card that's a felony where's your priorities it's about public health right so why is that a misdemeanor if you knowingly give somebody HIV potential death threat or death sentence you're a death threat to them and i know medicines have helped but still See, where's our priority? We've gotten so out of whack with this whole thing that we can't even look and prioritize because we politicize this and there's lots of money to be made and people are freaked out. I was walking in the store and I like to do this every once in a while, but it depends on the person. So I still see people wearing some masks and I'll ask them, I'll say, when will you be or when will you feel safe to take the mask off? And basically the response is when so-and-so says. It doesn't matter. It could be the governor. It could be the president. It could be Fauci, whatever. But someone has to tell them when it's okay. And then they feel safe doing so. It's interesting. Somebody has to tell them. Are you going to believe that person? What if it's safe? What if COVID went away, but they kept telling you to wear a mask, but COVID didn't exist anymore? They would still wear it. Someone has to tell them. They can't make up their mind for themselves. 
So Shannon Sharp is all upset. He is all out of whack. He is lied. Aaron Rodgers lied. Well, I looked up and I saw that Shannon Sharp had a lot of response online to Aaron Rodgers. But what about some other more egregious actions by NFL players? So Henry Ruggs III, he is, uh, was arrested for DUI. He killed someone driving 156 miles per hour. Okay, So this is the story behind what happened with Henry Ruggs III. Football player Henry Ruggs III wheeled into court to face justice. This is a case of the state of Nevada versus Henry James Ruggs III. The wide receiver fired from the Las Vegas Raiders wearing a neck brace, charged with multiple felony counts, including a DUI in the fatal high-speed crash. The police report on the fiery wreck saying Ruggs was driving at 156 miles per hour with a blood alcohol level twice Nevada's legal limit before slamming into another vehicle, killing a woman and her pet. Defendant's vehicle struck the rear of the victim vehicle with such violent force that it ignited the fuel tank. 23-year-old female occupant and her dog died as a result of the fire. The wreckage and cones showing the erratic turns the car made before impact. The judge remarking extreme speed was involved. I cannot recall a speed uh, that high in my career on the bench. Judge Bonaventure rejected the prosecutor's request for $1 million bail. Ruggs' bail set for $150,000 and the highest level of electronic monitoring. He was also ordered to abstain from alcohol and other controlled substances. Prosecutors claiming a gun was found in Ruggs' vehicle. He did not make a plea today. He could face as much as 20 years in prison. If somebody chooses to drive while under the influence and drive in excess of 150 miles an hour, We're going to seek justice. Now, Shannon Sharp had two tweets regarding this story. One, that it could possibly, potentially end his career. And then someone responded to the potentially ending his career. And then Shannon Sharp replies, yeah, other people, other players have come back from incidences like this, which is shameful for the NFL. I mean, we know it. We've seen it. You can Google it. You can uh, look on uh, the Internet and find NFL players who have done some pretty egregious things and have been able to play back in the NFL. So the fact that, you know, we're outraged about Aaron Rodgers lying about his vaccination status is kind of unbelievable because there's other things that are just as bad. I mean, killing somebody while driving drunk at 156 miles an hour, which this judge speeds, this judge has never seen before. I mean, come on. That's the outrage. See the outrage As long as you're outraged, as long as you're tweeting about it, as long as people see that you are on their side and that you're attacking, then you're in the right. Whether you live it or not, it doesn't matter. And that's where we're at today. People want to attack, and they don't care what your status is. That whole thing about, you know, walking a mile in someone's shoes before you criticize them, nobody cares. They just want to criticize regardless. So here we have some stuff going on in the NFL with – Aaron Rodgers and his vaccination status is way more egregious than, you know, another player having a DUI and uh, killing somebody. But, you know, we move on. And so Shannon Sharp decides to rant and rave about that instead of ranting and raving about something more egregious, which is the other thing, too. Where did Aaron Rodgers get his COVID? See, that's the other thing. You can't trace it. So maybe a vaccinated player gave it to him. We don't know because we all know. 
that vaccinated people can get it and can pass it on. We know that. It's a fact. And I'll get to that in a moment. But first, what about his teammates? So here's Devontae Adams, a teammate of Rodgers, and this is what he had to say about Aaron Rodgers and his whole uh, COVID situation. Grown man. Everybody can, um, you know, it's, it's, it's bigger than football, man. It's, it's people's lives that they got to figure out how, you know, what they're comfortable with. You know, there's religion and all different types of things that go into it. So any any questions for Aaron and his vaccination status is uh, better off left to when when he talks to you guys. But um, I'm, I'm pro-choice for whoever, you know, you figure out what you want to do. You know, it's, it's bigger than just about winning games. That's all I'll say, you know, but – at the end of the day, everybody's a grown man. They can make the decision. If you get it, you know, I'm, I'm happy for you. If you don't, I'm happy for you. Um, obviously, you just got to be smart about how people move around. Um, but, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Be smart about how people move around. Yeah, be smart. That's what it comes down to. Be smart about how we live our lives. Be smart about how we go about doing things. And then also, this is bigger than football. I mean, the fact that he's a football player. And now we're ranting and raving about it. I mean, this is bigger than life. There's people that have died from taking the, from taking the vaccine and have other issues. There are people who have died and other issues from having COVID. This is bigger than insert anything in there. It's bigger than politics, but yet we treat it as a political agenda. I'm not going to get the vaccine as long as Trump is president because I can't trust it. Biden Harris, hey, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Well, you just didn't trust it because this president was sitting in the White House, and now we want you in the White House, and you get elected in the White House, now we want to believe you that we should get it. And then the other thing is, is that as this thing carries out, we're starting to see, remember Johnson Johnson, they paused the vaccinations because there was a lot of issues with blood clots, and all of a sudden it started up again. See, no one ever took that into consideration. No one ever takes the things into consideration. People will sit there and say, you need to wear a mask because you're endangering us. You're endangering me. I wear a mask to protect me and to protect you. What about the people that are getting vaccinated that are having serious side effects? Aren't you concerned about them? You know, this is the one incident or the one thing really where people have come out and like been mean, like, oh, you're not, you're not a mask person? You don't wear a mask? Well, I hope you get COVID and die. Really? That's what we've come down to. I can't tell you how many times people have wished COVID and death upon me because I've made some statements on social media about not wanting to wear a mask. Some of the things, I go about things in this world with reason and logic, and when something is unreasonable and doesn't have much logic to it, I'm going to question it. Trust is earned with me. I'm not going to give you my trust, no matter who you are, okay? So you have to earn your trust. And so if something is unreasonable and illogical, I'm not going to believe it. I'm going to question it. And so if I'm questioning masks and the effectiveness of it, especially the cloth masks that aren't even really, in fact, I've seen people, you go to the Gap, and they have masks there, and it says a non-medical grade mask will not prevent any disease. And yet people are wearing those. Hey, we got a mask on. We're okay. Or those neck gaiters that we used to wear that are becoming more and more banned in places because people know that it doesn't work. So we start questioning these things. People automatically point to you and say, you don't comply, so therefore I wish COVID on you and you die. Well, thanks. I thought we were protecting people by wearing masks, and I thought that's what your stance was, and now because I disagree with you, you want me dead. Thanks. That's what we've become. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think that. So that's Aaron Rodgers, okay? So Aaron Rodgers played his college football at UC Berkeley, the California Golden Bears. Well, they made the news. So the Cal Golden Bears, a team that by 
well, I guess reports, you could say, because again, here it comes down to where the University of California could not really give out a whole lot of information because of privacy. So the football team, 99% vaccinated, according to reports. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know because the university apparently can't comment officially because of players' privacy, students' privacies, right? Okay, so 99% vaccinated is what a couple of stories, a couple of sources have quoted. Well, they had 24 players with COVID miss the most recent game against the Arizona Wildcats. A number of coaches were out due to COVID. So a number of players, I think there were only 42 scholarship players, and there's usually double that on a football team, if not more, that make the, the trip, okay? So you're missing a lot of players. Most of, I think I read most of the starting lineup on offense was out, especially the, uh, the star quarterback, which is a big deal. Okay, so they all are out and can't compete, and they might be out a second week, and they lose to Arizona by the score of 10-3. to 3. Arizona had lost 20 straight games, horrible team, and yet they were able to beat the Golden Bears because half their team is under COVID protocols. So again, if you're 99% vaccinated as a team, how is it that so many people got sick? How is it so many people got COVID? Well, there's two theories. There's only two theories that you can go with. One, the 99% number is wrong and inaccurate, and there's more people unvaccinated. Or two, the vaccine doesn't work, isn't quite as effective as people want it to believe and are trying to make you believe it is. Because remember, you're supposed to get the vaccine to prevent yourself from getting COVID, and then the narrative changed. Oh, you need to get the vaccine, so if you get COVID, you don't die or the severity of your symptoms aren't as bad, which is something you can never, you can never measure because you either, once you get the vaccine, you cannot, you cannot go and say you get COVID and this is what my symptoms were. Now I'm undo the COVID, get the vaccine, get COVID, and these are my symptoms and compare. You can't do that. You know, you can compare people who are vaccinated and how they get COVID versus people unvaccinated with COVID and make that comparison, but still not quite the same as far as the effectiveness of each individual that gets the vaccine and has COVID. I had COVID and my symptoms were I just couldn't smell and I couldn't taste and that was it. Others get COVID and they get severely sick. People with the vaccine get COVID and they have various degrees of sickness. It just all depends because each body is going to react its own way with the vaccine. That's just how it is. That's how science works. Okay. So you have this uh, football team that was 99% vaccinated, yet a lot of players 24 players that were able to be figured out because, again, this, the university couldn't comment because of privacy, but they figured out because, okay, starting lineup, these are the star players, these are the people missing. Okay, so we can deduct that these are the number of star players that are out or starting lineup or people that play most of the time, they're missing, so you got 24. And then the coaches, okay, they're not there, so, okay, you can you know figure it out. But then you have the two schools of thought. So what is it? Is it not 99% and a lot of people saying they are like Aaron Rodgers did, but they're not? Or is the vaccine not working? I think that's a perfect example of this whole, I think that the Cal Bear situation is a perfect example of this whole thing. It gives us a perfect example of if everybody is vaccinated, it still spreads. It still goes around. 
At the beginning of the football season, remember, everybody was up in arms because we saw photos and we saw video and we saw pictures of people at these stadiums, these college football stadiums, 100,000 plus, maskless, cheering, eating, drinking, having a good time. There's going to be a super spreader event. Uh, No, it didn't happen. Okay. So, again, you can't treat this one size fits all and things are going to change. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, these are all these variants. That's why COVID vaccine was for this, but now we need the boosters for this variant. Well, when does it end? The other thing, too, that I find interesting is that um, you had, like I said, they just they do it the same way, okay, over and over. So you have the mask mandates, then you had the lockdowns, and then you had the mask mandates again, then you have the vaccine mandates, okay? And this was all for public health, okay? And people that opposed it, and a lot of people that opposed it were for reasons of freedom. And so people would scoff at that. You can't have, it's, they're not taking away your freedoms. It's for public, public safety, public health. And then the other was, we don't know what's in it, and I don't want to put that in my body. Okay. So I had a conversation one time with somebody on social media, and it was back and forth about this freedom thing. Okay. Forcing you to do something is taking away your liberties, taking away your freedom, your right to pursue happiness. Okay. And so they're like, no, that's not going to happen. Well, let's take a look at that. University of Southern California was the first school to do it in California, mandating that everybody get the seasonal flu shot. The UC system, UCLA, UC Santa Barbara, UC Irvine, etc. the UC system came out with a directive, an executive order. Everybody has to get a seasonal flu shot. So it's already starting. They're mandating another vaccination so not only do you have to have the COVID vaccine now you have to have the flu shot all this stuff going into their system and the flu shot we know is just a shot in the dark they anticipate what might be the big strain for the year and then they make a vaccine and they give it to you and hopefully they're right there's a lot of people that are allergic to that because of what's in it and what's made from the derivative of it so what are we going to do with people that can't take the shot And then how is it that, for example, a governor in California is pushing the mandates on everybody, the vaccine mandate, vaccine mandate, because we need it, we need it, we need it. But then he turns around and joins a lawsuit in favor of not getting the vaccine for the California prison guards. So why is that? So the governor pushing everything into the vaccine mandate, everybody needs it. You need it to go to school, elementary school. Junior high, high school, college, if you work in the workforce, if you're this, that, whatever, you need the shot. But if you're a California prison guard, I will stand in solidarity with you and say you don't need it. Wouldn't the jails, wouldn't the prisons be a place ripe where COVID could spread rapidly? They've been in a confined space, can't really social distance. Makes you wonder. Does that not decrease the validity to a vaccine mandate? Or how about all those times we saw all those politicians? Even today, you see it all the time. They're all not wearing masks. They'll wear them for a picture or whatever, and then they take them off. There's plenty of video. Go online, you'll see it all over the place, whether it's California teachers, whether it's teachers from across the state, whether it's governors, whomever, politicians on Capitol, it doesn't matter. When they're out of the limelight, when the camera's supposedly not on, they're not wearing them. It's a big hoax. But yet, They're supposed to work, but yet it's still around. COVID's still around. 
vaccines, masks, whatever. California, compare it to Florida and Texas. Remember, Texas and Florida, they did away with all mandates as far as the masks and stuff. And then they were ridiculed for it. Well, as of today, Florida and Texas are better off with COVID numbers than California. That is strict mandates since the beginning. Is that not political? Is there not another agenda going on? Well, you have to decide for yourself, you know? And so you've got all this stuff going on, and it makes you wonder, what is it that is going to be the defining thing to change this whole thing and look at it from a new perspective? Everyone says, wear a mask and get vaccinated so we can get back to normal. It doesn't seem to be working. What else can we do? There should be other thoughts out there. There should be other people out there coming up with things like, hey, um, Maybe if we do this, this might work. Or remember when uh, Fauci, he came out and said that if maybe 70%, maybe 75% of people got vaccinated, then we could reach or acquire herd immunity. Well, here's a clip with Jen Psaki talking about roughly 80%. According to her, 80% of the country has been vaccinated. And then Fauci following up with his comments about 70% are needed for herd immunity. So here's this. We'll have a quarter of the country who have uh, less than that, uh, 20% of the country who've decided not to get vaccinated. When do you think we'll reach herd immunity uh, in the United States back to normal life? The estimate is that you'll need about 70%, maybe 75% of the people in the country vaccinating. So if Saki came out and said roughly 80% of the country is vaccinated... First off, why are you pushing all these mandates then? It seems like almost everybody's been vaccinated. And then Fauci says all we need is about 70, 75%. We should be there. But yeah, we're still pushing it. Why? Why are we pushing boosters? See, none of this makes sense. When you look at it from logic and reason, take your passion out of it for this one time only. Take your emotion out of it. Take the political goggles off and look at it objectively, which a lot of you can't do. You're just completely incapable of it. You'll see there's a lot of a lot of contradiction, a lot of hypocrisy going on. It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. So why do we continue to follow people that don't make sense? Here's an example. So there was an exchange going on back and forth on social media, and I've completely disengaged about 90% of my social media uh, getting in these conversations because it's just a waste of time. But I saw one that kind of intrigued me, and I'm reading through the comments, and they were talking about uh, the state of America, Somebody puts a comment up and then people respond. And one comment to a response said, I'm so glad that Biden and Harris are uh, in the White House because if it wasn't for them, we would be getting our food off the back of National Guard trucks. I took that to mean that we would have to line up in food lines and the government would have to give us food because there'd be nothing available. And so I responded, how out of touch are you? Have you seen the shelves in the grocery stores? Have you heard about the supply chain issues and how Saki and Biden and others have said that we need to get used to this new normal of things not being there, that Christmas might be canceled because there might not be enough gifts on the shelves? How prices are escalating because there's things not available? I mean, how out of touch are we? The National Guard trucks aren't too far behind. But yet people just blindly accept whatever it is. And that's what happens. 
So that whole, uh, yeah, get the COVID mandate. No, that's not about taking away your freedoms. Well, now you've got the flu mandate. So if you want to go to USC or any UC schools, if you don't have the COVID vaccine, you don't have the flu vaccine, you can't go. I think there's a big, I told you so in there. The other thing I like is the seatbelt comparison. People always say, oh, you have to wear a seatbelt. You don't want to have a vaccine mandate? Well, you have to wear a seatbelt, right? That's two different things. How so? Well, I'll explain it this way. A vaccine is supposed to prevent you from getting something. Would we agree? A vaccine prevents us from getting something. The seatbelt does not prevent you from getting into an accident. It might aid in the accident so you don't get as severely injured. It might keep you in the car, keeping you from going through the windshield or being thrown from the car. But it's not going to completely prevent you from the accident, A, or getting injured. Thus, we've had airbags added to the mix. Okay, so it's more like an antibiotic, maybe, those seatbelts, if you want to really compare it to something. But it's not like the vaccines. You can't say, let's get away seatbelts. It's like the same thing because it's not. Seatbelts don't prevent you from getting into an accident. They're preventing you from hopefully more severe injury. But then even so, it's not as effective because as technology has grown and technology has advanced, we now have airbags that deploy. How amazing is that? What if we relied on just seatbelts? See, that's what we do. I mean, you still go to the airport, right? How many times do you have to take off your shoe because a number of years ago, some dude wanted to take down a plane with a shoe bomb? Do we not have technology enough to realize that, okay, we can sniff out if there's any type of chemicals in somebody's shoes? No, we just are reactive. We're never proactive. We're reactive. Oh, there's COVID? Okay, this is what we're going to do, and that's what we're going to do forever. We're never proactive. Never when it comes to things. And that's what hurts us as Americans. If we were more proactive with things, we might be able to jump in front. But no, we're too sensitive nowadays to do that. We're too sensitive to ask questions as to where did this come from? Because we don't want to blame China because we can't do that. We can't do certain things because we're afraid of the consequences of that. You know, gas prices are going up. We have food shortages. We have vaccine proof that you need to go out into the world. You have all these things, and basically it's just a fundamental change to the way Americans live, and some people are for that. I mean, there's polls out there where the younger people, millennials, they're for socialism. They don't want that capitalism. They don't want that American dream that used to be there. They want to give it to them. I see a guy that I know, and I'm following some videos on him because he's kind of down on his luck right now. He won't get a job because he's not getting paid his worth, so he would prefer to be homeless instead of going and getting a job. I see people on the street corner. I see people on the street corner sitting there begging for change, and then the sign at the local uh, mini-mart behind them says, now hiring. It's like very bizarre. Walk in there and get a job, dude. You think I'm going to give you money if you can just go get a job right there? I mean, it's crazy. The other thing that people like to do is they like to compare. If you don't agree with you, you're a racist. You're a Nazi, you're a white supremacist, all these bad things, right? Well, let's take a look at it. Let's go down that road. Let's go down the rabbit hole just for a little bit and play their game. So if we don't agree with you, we're racist. If we don't agree with you, we're white supremacists. I mean, the lieutenant governor of Virginia 
is a black woman. Well, apparently she's a white supremacist for some reason. I don't know. I don't understand that. That is illogical and unreasonable. But she is. So you have to have a vaccine card and prove that you are vaccinated in order to do things. And if you're not vaccinated, you cannot. Well, let's go down that road. So here is a clip of a Jewish Holocaust survivor talking about the yellow star and her memories of when that yellow star was presented to them as a mandatory thing. When the Germans came in March 19th in 44, uh, for a week, and there didn't happen nothing too much. After a week, we were told we have to wear a yellow star and everybody has to have it on their clothing and nobody can go out without having it on and if you are caught without having it on then you would be punished. I don't remember how we got the stars really. I don't remember that. I just know that the week after they were there we had to wear them. We had more now that I think because it was March and we had an overcoat and it was on that and and I had a short jacket and it was on that too it was sewn on so uh, I always wore either the long coat or, or the jacket I felt very bad about it and it's very interesting that we were taking in school at that time about medieval times and it was so so uh, I couldn't say interesting but it was so such a coincidence that we had learned so many things what happened then and us as, as a young person I was thinking that with all the progress which I thought that we progressed that we are going backwards we are in medieval times you have to have something on that they should see everybody that you are that bad person or you are that person who committed a crime it's just the opposite now, isn't it? If you don't have that vaccine card, you're the bad person. You're the person committing that crime. You're the liar. And I want to bang on the table and scream from the top of my lungs, Shannon Sharp. See, we haven't come very far. It's just the opposite. Instead of that yellow star presenting you as the bad person, if you don't have the vaccine card, you're the bad person. Now you have to have something. But it's the same thing. And that's where we are. And that's a sad state of affairs because, you know, this country was founded, land of the free, home of the brave. We've become land of the governed, home of the legislated. And that's what it is. Now, some places, fortunately, they're fighting back. You have a lot of state governors and their attorney generals filing lawsuits and stuff like that. But here's the other thing, okay? Southwest Airlines, remember when you were inconvenienced because Southwest Airlines protested? even though it was blamed on the weather because apparently flying in 80-degree weather out of Jacksonville and Tampa is, can't do that. have to wait that out. But the Southwest Airlines and other pilots decided to boycott, and we had some flight issues, and that affected you, and you were mad about that. But they were doing, they were only learning from you when you were out protesting in the streets I saw a clip of somebody getting upset because George Floyd, the statue in Minneapolis, was defaced. Outraged. Only learned from you. You guys are tearing down statues. 
learning it from you. Well, he learned from those that are out there before us. So anything that you see out there going on that you don't like, were you a part of it? Were you, were you setting the example for those that are out there now? Well, that's what's happening. There's a lot of pushback going on, and a lot of people are fighting this. But here's what's, what's going to come of it. What happens down the road? What happens down the road in three, four years when this thing goes away? It's going to always be here. It's not going to go away, but we're going to adapt like we always do. We're going to adapt to it, and mandates might not be there. It won't be mass mandates. There'll be other mandates, I'm sure. But there's a lot of things that are going to come from this. Watch, because they're trying to fundamentally change the way we live in America. Gas prices are going up, and now the administration isn't going to do anything about it. They're pleading for OPEC to send us more, and yet they're contemplating shutting down another pipeline. There's 100. Last time we talked about it, there were 66 cargo ships outside the port of Los Angeles and the port of Long Beach. Now I hear there's 166. And what do we do? We send out a presidential directive that the ports will be open 24-7. That's going to solve the problem. We have to just get used to the fact that this is the new norm, that shelves are going to be empty, that we cancel Christmas because there's not going to be enough gifts, which Christmas isn't about gifts anyways. I've mentioned that. You should spend that time instead of buying crap. You should spend it with your family. Go on a vacation. Go do something fun. Invest in each other's lives. Try something new. Because after a while, that toy, that whatever you buy, is going to be broken down and given to goodwill. But imagine spending that money doing something, making memories. That might be something worth doing. Or maybe helping other people, investing in other people. You know, whether it's feeding the homeless, feeding the hungry. You know, you decide. We've talked about that. But there's a lot of things that you need to kind of reevaluate. So, yes, the reset can be good if it's the reset on our lives that we decide, you know what? Life used to be this way, and, you know, it was really in vain. I didn't get fulfilled. I wasn't able to raise the standard and bring out my inner greatness. I wasn't able to inspire others. I wasn't able to help others. But, you know, now after all this stuff is going on this Christmas, it is better to give than receive. So I'm going to give, whether it be of my time, whether it be of my money, whether it be of helping others try to figure out life, my advice, just my time. You know, time is way more valuable than money. If you have Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk and you take them, they could far outgive me. Let's say Habitat for Humanity. They could pay for a million houses over. I can't pay for one. But you know what's equal? You give him a hammer, you give me a hammer, and we go hit those nails for an hour. Now, that's the same time. That's, that's worth the same thing. So give of yourself. And maybe you should take a check of your politics. Put it in your hip pocket and realize that we are Americans. We are people. Everybody's worth something, not just an argument on social media. You know, the opposite side, Biden-Harris fans, rail that Trump. A lot of people are upset about this Let's Go Brandon chant that started out as one thing and now has become Let's Go Brandon, the Robert De Niro's of the world, the Johnny Depp's of the world, the Madonna's of the world, the very same people that threatened the president with death, President Trump, and said some pretty evil and vile things, they're now all upset about let's go, Brandon. Really? You taught us. You were the example. 
what goes around comes around, right? Shannon Sharp pounding on the table. He was accused of sexual assault at one time. Unfortunate. The lady, the accuser, withdrew, so we never know. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has come out recently against uh, Aaron Rodgers, saying some things against him. Well, his son is accused of stabbing a neighbor. So we can't be, we have to be careful. We can't be quick to just go out there and accuse people and attack people. Alec Baldwin shot somebody, and yet in 2017, he was making fun of the police. I wonder, in a tweet, I wonder what it's like to accidentally shoot somebody. What of his tweet said, well, now you know, dude. What goes around comes around. So we have to be careful when we approach things. Yeah, the gut might be like, I'm going to go after him and tear him apart. But you know what? It might come back and bite us in the ass. And for some people out there, karma is a real B-I-T-C-H. The rooster is coming home to rest. Put any analogy in there. So we have to be careful how we go after people because it might come back and bite us. And why would we treat people that way anyways? We shouldn't. We should compassion on people. I have complete compassion on Alec Baldwin, although I think he deserves everything he's getting. But I wouldn't want that on him. I wouldn't wish that on him. I wouldn't wish COVID and death on people that disagree with me over masks and vaccine mandates, yet people wish me death. Most horrible, excruciating COVID death. I wouldn't wish that on people. Why do we do that? Because, again, it starts with the heart. How our heart is is how we're going to be. It goes from our heart to our mind, and then from our mind out. And our lifestyle, we live it. We live what we think, we think what's on our heart. Think about that. We're going to live what we think, but our thoughts come from the heart. If we have a hard heart, we're going to have negative thoughts. That's going to be projected out on the world. If we have a compassionate heart, we're going to start thinking compassionately, and then we're going to act compassionate to the world. Maybe you should write that down. We are Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion Make it happen and let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Hey, you can find us on Instagram. TWO, Two Steps Head Podcast, is the Instagram site for the show. My personal Instagram is Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. There's a link in the bios that will take you to many different places. One place I encourage you to go is RadioWarp.com. That's Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. If you click there, you can find Two Steps Head Podcast, all the shows, our SoundCloud account, our YouTube account, right there on Radio Warp. You can also listen to other podcasts. There's a Listen Live. We actually have a 24-7 live streaming radio station. If you click the Listen Live button, the media player comes up, and you can listen to some cool music, some 80s music, some pop music, and some other podcasts as well. There's a merchandise shop, so you can get some cool merchandise, like maybe a mason jar mug with two steps ahead on it. Christmas is coming. Hey, Christmas is coming. Maybe you need some gifts because those shelves are barren invest help a friend uh radioup.com also you can email the show two steps at podcast at gmail.com but most importantly I'd like to thank you for watching thank you for listening we go live every tuesday night at uh, 8 p.m pacific 11 p.m eastern and so uh, then we replay the show and release the shows usually at the end of each week but uh, youtube soundcloud if you subscribe you'll never miss an episode and you can catch up on all your episodes on RadioWarp.com, or just wherever you listen to podcasts, we are everywhere. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Hey, we'll see you next time here on Two Steps Ahead Podcast.